we have a guest in the waiting room. Welcome to The Road, The Stage. I'm Patrick Bateman. This is Peter Michaels. We are live in Communal Creative Studios in Red Deer, Alberta. Red Deer. Beautiful Red Deer. It's a gorgeous afternoon. Yeah, we've had a killer, killer few weeks, it's have we not? Amazing. Yes, we have. And we're just allowing into the room our guest for today, Zoe Sky Jordan. Hi. Joining us oh my from... God. Oh, boy. Goodness. Zoe Sky Jordan. Hi, I'm using uh, my husband's computer. Yep. And there's like a blurred background on, and that's why a photo of him came up good. and his good. name. We're quite used to uh, interviewing musicians who don't actually have their own like Zoom accounts. Not that you don't, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Okay. No, it, it's not. It's not that I even need a Zoom account. It's that I dumped like a full bottle of water onto my computer and my backup hard drive about a week ago, and I just <laughs> oh, haven't really faced the next step did you do anything not for a few days okay then i did take it to apple uh-huh. and but it was a refurb um hold on before i even get started here is this on like do you working perfect oh yeah i think so although yeah. i didn't hear any taps like i kind of feel like this is a prop and it's not I actually i think you might actually be running the computer audio it's, instead of the uh or computer mic instead of that mic right there that's very possible here's the okay. deal it sounds great so yeah, you don't need to fix fine. it and it looks awesome too so no put it back that's a, <laughs> that's a great but does that does that change anything nope it's totally the same yeah it's this this is a this is a prop I'm we're good though our producers good with audio yes yes, that's a yes. Um, I guess it's probably not the same with hard drives and lot. Like I remember getting my phone wet and you put it in a bag of rice for a few days and then it's good to go. It's not the same with, you know, I feel like and I, machines. I feel like I haven't seen the bag of rice trick mentioned in many years. Maybe we're all just used to going in and getting replacements right away. I think that it is, um, it does work, but like who has that much rice, like for a whole computer, <laughs> right? That was sort of my issue. I was like, I have rice, but like. A computer like i don't even have a bag that big was i gonna fill up a tote bag full of rice i did consider making like a grain combo maybe putting like some oats in it or something yeah. but oh. it just felt like a waste i was like i feel <laughs> like oats would be really risky with that moisture too that would really well because you suck might up de- the moisture you, yeah but you might also develop a bit of a slurry right. okay. okay that might yeah. like yeah, leak yeah, through yeah, components yeah. Right. yeah 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 um, um <laughs> so how are you today I'm good. Is that your little puppy down there? Oh, oh is my dog showing through? Yes, this is uh, Buster. Hey, Buster. Buster's <laughs> not feeling well today, so he came to the studio. He's got a bit of a sore, and he likes to lick, and uh, he doesn't cone very well. He's a big dude. I don't know if you can see how. He's he's a very large uh, dog. So the cone I... is very large as well. Okay, okay. Um, I only just saw the forehead, but oh, I could no. kind of tell. Do you, do you have a dog? Are you in L.A. right now? I do. I'm in LA. Hold, can I just have a minute? Because I, I couldn't get on before. Do, dear God, take as much time as you need. <laughs> Hi. There oh, he is. there's wow. the big fella. My God, he's big. I know. And you thought he was going to be 30 pounds. Uh, we got a little more dog than we bargained for. <laughs> okay. I okay. There. That's so much. The better. blur the is blur gone. Is, see, I always wonder with that blur, what are people hiding? I know. Their I know. private lives and creepy. some lovely drapes there. I think because that. Uh, yeah, it's it's funny. I was like, I don't. The blurred background is weird. What I want you to see is white drapes that look exactly like a blurred background. But anyway, <laughs> okay, that that makes me feel so much better. Like I'm not floating in space. I do have a dog. She's behind this curtain. She is the man behind the curtain. Well, we okay. very much like an introduction at some point. Doesn't have to be right now, but uh, obviously we love dogs. Is this the dog that's in the video? In the selfish video? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, she goes everywhere with me. And uh, yeah, we weren't intending for her to be in the video, but we just couldn't. It was going to be such a long day, and we were both in the video, so we just we brought her. Doggy field trip. Yeah, doggy field trip. Well, that sounds like fun. How have you been feeling since the record dropped? I feel good. You know, it was like a long process mm-hmm. uh, to get it out, like really long. I, I got the grant to make it. Well, I applied in 2019. And then I didn't get it, but I got it within such a, or I was like within such a small fraction of a point that the, they sort of automatically put you in the system again. I think it's automatic. Or oh, okay. And then I got the grant in October of 2020. And after the summer of 2020, I think 
we were all just like, what is like, there's a lot to reflect on Mm -hmm. and you know, what a crazy, crazy few months. So from the time that I applied for the album grant until when I actually got it, I was like a different person. Yeah. I'd moved like four times and, um, anyway. And then, so I just put it out, but it, it took me a really, really, really long time. I'm like a really fast writer. And, uh, so it's kind of weird that it like just, it was, it was a slog. I'm not going to lie to you. And my husband, I'm, he's not behind me. I don't know. Why I'm <laughs> Who else is back there? <laughs> my husband, this curtain, um, he produced it and he did an amazing job, yeah. but we'll never work together again. Oh, oh really? no. This record was a slog. <laughs> is it like doing renovations together? That's the deal. It's a, it's a relationship record. No, I mean, really, mostly like I, I tend to write about like women and, you know, my mom and my girlfriends. And this record is really about like kind of reckoning. I turned 30 during the pandemic and that was the age that my mom was. I was born on her 30th birthday and that kind of lore hung over my life. And my mom is a singer and her like first kind of breakout hit was about me being born on her birthday and anyway that that sort of lore shaped my life and that is more what the record is about than anything just kind of aging and expectations and frustrations and like having all of this time during the pandemic to reflect on what the fuck can i say fuck on here absolutely do (laughs) you have a hundred hundred amount limit on this podcast yeah 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 i love i love being amongst canadians we swear so much more than americans yeah. And we say swear instead of cuss. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. annoying. Yeah. Swear, swear. swear words are the real danger down there. It's polite swearing. <laughs> right. Because there's a difference coming yeah. from Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm like, you're talking, you're writing so much about your life in this moment. This, uh, you know, you're hitting what maybe we could call the deadline of sorts of expectations, you said. Um, mm-hmm. Was there anything that you're mom or your parents learned about your journey from this album or are you guys all pretty close and connected open that's interesting um i think it's really honestly kind of sad and hard for my parents to look at what the music industry is for Mm -hmm. young people coming up um you know my dad is also a songwriter and He's always like, it just takes one song. One song can turn it all around. And it's it is true, <laughs> but it also helps if it's the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh so I guess part of that, like I think I think it's really I think it's I think it's really stark and kind of shocking for them to like really understand like my whole life they encouraged my brother is an artist and he's an amazing writer and singer and um they've always been like you know just like music will like set you free and honestly i think for uh people who came up like i did like it's it's a bit of a you're tethered to it if you really want to do it it's like you know it's not like a life of luxury i mean sure i have all the curtains i could ever desire but <laughs> yeah I'm I'm completely flush with curtains, but uh, yeah, a lot of uncertainty and sacrifice too. Was there ever an opportunity for a different path? Did you ever like? Is it just always been music and it was going to be music? Yeah, no resistance. Unfortunately, I don't have a lot of other skills. <laughs> I have two musician parents. Yeah. They were both like sing and dance and express yourself. So you can't read. So you were taken out of math before the legal limit where you could drop math. Oh well, you don't need it. I do need it. Luckily, luckily Liam is very smart. I learned. I he really he's like a governess for me. He's just really keeps me on track. No, I guess I. Yeah. You know, I'm really interested in visual arts, yeah. and I've you know worked for like some interior designers and stuff like that, and florists, and like I do kind of stuff like that. But um, I no, I'm not. I'm not you're not going to hire me to do much else. So sadly. from the beginning there was was there like I'm assuming you have many memories of music 
and your parents' involvement in it from a very young age. So are you saying that from a very young age that like this is set, this is what I'm going to do? Kind of. I mean, my mom was in this play called Blood Brothers when I was six, mm. and I went to every single oh, wow. matinee, and <laughs> I listened to it on the phone. Like, I through you know, they have those speakers in the dressing room. Yeah. So theater. She would put the phone up to the speaker, and I would, like, fall asleep listening to it. Like, just even, like, the smell of a backstage, like, gives me chills. Like, I just... Uh, I, I got really set on it at a really young age. Well, and it's not, it doesn't sound like they're the type of parents at all who are like, no, this is the last thing you should or will ever right. want to do. No, and it would have been great if maybe this is like a case for non-monogamy because like maybe if there had been another adult who was like, you might want to learn how to use a computer or, you know, a I trade. don't know, like anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that maybe that would have been good but no they were both very supportive for both me and my brother and i think i you read you've got some other skills right you do like some quilting i think i was reading quilting and Seems painting like very crafty and... people oh my yeah. God, yeah yeah well, you, you did a deep dive yeah actually uh, on my list today is i i want to get a new sewing machine but make some more uh, curtains we relocated to la kind of haphazardly and didn't bring any of our stuff. So I, I haven't sewed in a couple of years, but yeah, I, I got into quilting. Oh, I really got into quilting a couple of years ago. <laughs> Where did you relocate from? I'm I, like, cause you, you've lived in many, many places, right? Yeah, well, we were in Nashville for five mm. years and then I literally played a show in Toronto the day of lockdown, Friday the 13th, March oh. 20, or March 13th, 2020. Yeah. And then we kind of like just stayed and then we stayed there for I don't even know how long. And then we moved to Hamilton for a few months. We're like, this is us now. And then we got a call. God, I don't, I don't know if I should say this on a podcast, but um, it, it probably doesn't matter. Um, we got a call about Liam's green card and they were like, you need to get back to America because you, he got his green card like right before the pandemic. Right. And they were like, you've been in Canada too long. Get back here. And we were like, oh, God, we're so sorry. So we came back. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we thought when Biden was elected, everything was ever like, it'll be fine. We can do whatever we want now. No, we had to come back. Then we got a place here for six months. That was an absolute nightmare. We got kicked out. We were like subletting from someone who wasn't allowed to have a oh. dog. And then, uh, and then she got evicted. Kind of like a lot of her mail was coming and everything was like final notice. Yeah. Like, there, was, there was like sort of a creeping feeling. Anyway, um, so then we had to quickly sign a lease. So then we signed a lease in LA and we're like, maybe we'll stay or break the lease or I don't know. And we just... I think we were tired of moving, so we're still here. We're, and we're still here in cloudy LA. Right, and were you born there? Are you? My parents lived here when I was born, but I was born in Toronto. Okay, so what? What about you? Like, do you have uh, like citizenship in America? Yeah. Oh, okay. That was handy. Dude, yes. <laughs> <laughs> After watching Liam yeah, get his green card, it was crazy. And my my birth name is Emily, and so um, anyway, renewing my passport for as an American with an expired passport, I had like a picture of like a newborn with a different name. And I was like, it's me. And they're like, fine. And it was 50 bucks. It was so easy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Shocking. Yeah. I got caught once my uh, <clears throat> my mom, when she filled out the birth certificate. Oh, God. Uh, so my middle name is Michael. And she spelt it on the birth certificate, E-A-L. But the rest of my life, going forward from her signing that original document in the hospital, it was A-E-L. Oh, my god! So gosh. I'd always been used to spell, spelling the name that way. So when I did all the passport filling out, I, A-E-L, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then we were crossing the border into Montana, and the, a, a border guard had caught it and said that there's a spelling mistake on your name. They turn you around. And I'm like, God, I'm kidding. Thankfully, it was a very nice border yeah, yeah, security yeah. guard, and they were cool with it because right. it was just—it's two simple little letters flipped around. But it was no, it was—I I was frightened. Now he knows how to spell his name. Is there I a right way? <laughs> I don't know. What's that? Is there a right way to spell Michael? Apparently not. I don't think there's a right, right or wrong way to spell <laughs> Apparently anything. Apparently not. <laughs> That's a beautiful answer. But it is like, I mean, as like you've just given birth and you've got to fill out this form already. I mean, like, and because that's the story I got later. Is yeah. that, you know, I was right. just given birth. I. 
just wasn't out. feeling myself all wasn't the way. Yeah, myself. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it was cursive too. It's hard to read. That is true. Exactly. Yes, that is that a good is point. True. Yeah. Um, okay, so I just and I have to go back to this this living arrangement you have. So at, at one point you sure. moved back in with your folks, right? You and Liam during the pandemic. Can can I just get for the record? You're not like with immigration. You're just a, you're just a simple podcast. I see you've you've interviewed so many people that I know. I just implicitly trust you, but you're not connected with. Damn it! It's all been a ruse to get to this point, and we blew it. You're not, and I I would I fear I fear our ability to turn away any further American based musicians because we've only had a couple of the like we've had Jada Kelly was probably one of the only artists we've interviewed uh yeah, Ruben, Ruben Bullock was also in California I think but JJ was going to Nashville but wasn't at Nashville yet I just met JJ with the Darcy's oh, oh nice. right oh yeah and the Darcy's are down there yeah the Darcy's are down here you guys have a pretty cool little a Canadian expats, contingency expat content creators over there eh? yes your mic is breaking up I I'm missing Mine? a lot of what you're saying no um bearded guy mic- Peter? Yes. Oh, I guess both. <laughs> Hi, me. This is breaking up. Yeah, check, check, yes. check. Okay. Uh, we'll do producer a little Ryan fix. is on it. We good. We should be good. Let us know if it happens again. Thumbs up. Okay. Test one, two. Check, check. Oh, it's stunning. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, you have a cool crew of uh, Canadians down there. And now you're gone. <laughs> oh, God. Now I'm gone. <laughs> that could be my fault. I mean, I can hear you, but you're... you're way in the distance it's this whole immigration thing our cover's blown <laughs> everything's falling apart okay they're officially listening can you hear me better yeah, no it was like the van parked outside just like <laughs> all the antennas sped away as soon as they exactly. realized completely <laughs> on to you now the audio is messed up can, can you hear me now yeah it's you know it's it's soft it's not oh. the mic audio Ryan. It's, it's soft Replug. Reboot. All right. Well. <clears throat> yeah, that's good. Oh, we're back. See, yeah. reboot. That's all you got to do. All right, we're did back. You, we're did back. You, did you plug it in? I must have. I must have plugged it in properly. Right. Thank you for letting us know. We appreciate it. Yeah. No. I. I just want it. To, I just want to hear you. You know. We, yeah. I just we also respond. We do appreciate good quality on the show. We've had a number of of less than mm-hmm. ideal uh audio recordings bad Zoom, but uh, yours is very good today as well so so we're all ha- feeling very happy that's great to hear where mm-hmm. were we canadian Canadians contingency in it la seems, uh, it seems like it would be a hoot there's i think like the most amount of canadians here after like canadian writers in la after toronto if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Hmm. Would you fit Nashville in like the top five or for or ten at this point? There, there's a lot. Um, I was just talking to a friend who lives down there, who's a killer writer, and she was like, "There's probably like forty, like really active Canadian writers down there." Wow. But since I lived there, there was less than a million people when I moved there. There's almost two million people that... there. In in a few a handful of years. Yeah, in a handful of years. And I had a friend who drove a pedal tavern. Yeah. Do you know what those are? Yeah. yeah. Like puke mobiles. He said that the Canadians who get on these pedal taverns are the worst, are the rudest, craziest, drunkest, most profane customers every time. And this is people from all over the world. Yeah. Wow. The Canadians who are really fucking it up on Broadway. That Interesting. Like all of those other descriptions fit, except for rudest. I would never have thought rudest. Well, you drunkest stick for a sure. bunch of drunk Canadians Maybe on a they pedal work bike together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but LA, do you ever like? Do you feel like? Do do you ever? Do you spend a lot of time with Canadians down in LA? I uh, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Um, I see Jada all the time. Yeah. Jada is an amazing like advocate for Canadian writers abroad. And by abroad, I do mean in LA. Uh, she's always just, you know, she has like a night at Hotel Cafe. Mm-hmm. She has a night at the LA County Fair or like a stage at the LA County Fair where she features Canadian writers. And she's just like one of those people who is always bringing people together and like trying to create events and stuff like that. So she she's the catalyst for that. And uh, yeah, they're, they're, but there's, there's like a real network here you know when like i always get messages from people on instagram being like hey 
we don't know each other but because we're canadian they're like i'm coming to la i i feel like through friends you're there and um yeah it's it's a network it's it's nice it's really nice it's also cool that you can take some of those people and then play a show together in toronto for sure and bring a little taste of canada and la back home so that that show that's a jada kelly like session at the cameron right yeah, 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 on July 11th. And what's the so what, how's what what's that show going to be like? Are you guys going to be doing a lot of discussing or is it just primarily music? You know, I don't really know. Um I think Tara's playing it. Tara's an awesome obsessed with her, uh, awesome mm. musician. Um have you guys interviewed Tara? We have not. Tara Lightfoot? Lightfoot. Uh yeah. not yet. She's we've talked to her about it. She was here we'll last her soon, yeah, yeah, she was here in Red Deer last summer. Yeah, opening for who was that? Elliot Brood? No. <clears throat> Anyways, yes, Tara's fantastic. Amazing musician. Seems like a lot of fun. We, we hope to have her on the show. She's the coolest. And I, I think we'll do a little chatting. Yeah. Songwriters, night style, and then, you know, play some songs and maybe sing, you know, back each other up if it's that kind of night. I'm actually, I'm not sure if we're all playing together in a round or if it's separate. I should find out. Has she announced the show? Uh, it's Well, it's on your website. Unbelievable! You you announced the show. <laughs> you have two, and, and nobody said anything yet, so I guess it should be good. That's great. That's good for me. Yeah, July July eleventh, <laughs> July eleventh. You'll be back in Canada, just in case you, you you needed a reminder. And are you going? Are you going north just for the show? Uh, no, I'm going. I'm playing another show in Toronto at the Drake for school night. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm doing that at the Drake on the twenty sixth. And have you been to a school night? Not yet, but uh, feels like most of the bands we've interviewed in the last two years are playing them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, cool. I know they're they're really doing a good job. I don't know if I should play solo or with a band. I was going to ask you. Well, that's something I want to talk to you about because mm-hmm. I've spent a, a lot of time with uh, Selfish. I really really like it, and um, I don't like. How do you bring that on stage? Thank you. How many musicians uh, are you bringing up there usually? Like your Genghis well, Cohen album release show. How many of you were up there? Um, Canadian, Adeline is playing. Uh, Remy on drums, Liam on bass, and uh, Ryan Richter on guitar. Okay. But honestly, I'm a quiet singer. And I also had my friend who's an amazing comedian, Laura Lebo, MC the night. And that was so fun and i really like enjoy the storytelling aspect between songs so um i don't know this is sort of like my inner and perhaps my outer borscht belt comedian like energy that like i i kind of like playing solo so that i can like talk to do a little crowd work yeah. Yeah. to sort of like, get into the themes of the album and like really include people in them because i i mean i feel sometimes like bored at live shows especially if i know the album really well it's like okay what's different about like why did i have to come you know if it's just the exact same like why do you need me here include me or let me be seated for free at home um so i don't know at the drake it might make sense to play with a band but i do love playing solo i don't think that was a question you asked me though no i but it makes sense like i i you talk about that um, dialogue, that engagement in between songs. We've seen some artists in the last year. Ellen Froyce was one of them uh, out of Saskatchewan who her banter in between songs was amongst the best I've ever seen. Well, and that, really? I think as a fan as well, I like that, right? Because you're right. You, I, I know the songs. I've heard the songs. It's great to hear a little backstory yeah. or a little... I, I, well, I'd err on the side of the engagement. We are also in a position yeah. where we... Uh, based on this podcast obviously we're invested in the the uh, person behind the music so yeah it is nice to get a little character outside of the songs i know most yeah. a lot of musicians aren't aren't into that they don't have that confidence or whatever the the battle they're dealing with on stage is so much that they can't deal with making us laugh in between songs but right. if you can do it then yeah go for it it sounds amazing that i love the battle they're dealing with <laughs> <laughs> i mean hey it sounds like it can be a struggle it's sometimes. very true <laughs> No, it, it can. How do you deal with uh, stage fright as someone that was born into yeah. the industry? I have recently started taking beta blockers, and uh, it really helps. 
And what? I can't recommend it enough. And you huh. you came to this realization on your own, or? You know, I was playing a show, and it was really uh, low stakes. Okay. Like, a little show uh, in L.A. at Gold Diggers. Like, so many nice people. Just shouldn't have been a big deal. And my knees were literally knocking together. Like, I just get the physical symptoms of anxiety really, really keep me from being myself. And, like, my voice physically shakes. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not nervous. I, this is, I don't, it's not, I don't care. But, like, what am I nervous about? Right. So, I, I think that's a big part of it. I know historically the pressure of playing a hometown show where you also feel like you're hosting mm. people and people are trying to show up for you. Like that kind of sends me into a thing. I would kind of prefer to play a show somewhere where, you know, when I'm in a city and I don't know anybody, mm-hmm. that's a lot easier. But I do get kind of bent out of shape playing places where I live which I do tend to play the majority of the shows I've played are in Toronto, LA and Nashville. So yeah, I do. Th- yeah. That aspect of it really spins me out. Well, how long, so, how or like, when does the anxiety manifest? Is it like moments before or are you dealing with that the day before a show? Like, and uh, weeks, weeks, like, honestly, mm-hmm. weeks, <laughs> weeks before. Um, and definitely the day of is like a complete write off. It's so much better now that I know I have these beta blockers. It's just like, I, like I, I feel like I can really count on it. Um, it really, really, really helps. <laughs> and then another artist uh, from Toronto who I won't name, but they really, they like suggested it to me. They're very vocal about their anxiety. So I approached them, I was like, are you on drugs? What are you taking? <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's what you do. Call your doctor. I actually think we have the same family doctor and they just, yeah, they give them to you very easily. Well, that that seems great. like a good solution. I can't, I can't believe I lived without it. I mean, now I'm considering like, do I need them all the time? Do I need some form of yeah. this like anxiety? Yeah. What uh, you talk about with having people that you know in the crowd, what's it like performing in front of mom and dad? How often are they at shows? Does that throw a different monkey wrench into the, or you've just been doing it so long? It's a real toss up. My dad, like they're always disappointed and overly, like they're like, you were amazing, but I couldn't hear the vocal. They can never hear the vocal. I don't know what it is. They cannot hear the vocal and so it does stress me out. I've definitely told them like, you don't come like they want to support. My mom also will stand at the front of the stage with an iPad or put an iPad and a ring light on a stand (laughs) in front of the stage. She's like, you don't, you're not filming enough content. I'm like, lady, I know, but I can't, I can't, I can't do it all. Like, you know, if I could hire a photographer to, come with me to every show and like do this sure but it's on the bottom of my list and so i don't know one time my dad came to a show this is like so long ago but as performing at the painted lady in toronto he wore a sheriff's badge and he was just harassing people saying i'm the sheriff kind of heckling me being like i'm the sheriff not enough vocal i'm the sheriff you're arrested like weird I mean, my parents are eccentric, eccentric well, people. Who I love people. that. That's as He's a, prepping as you. A, as He's a, prepping you for hard crowds. Yeah. As a dad myself, that's part of the gig is embarrassing yeah. your daughter as much as possible. And I've done that a time or two as well. So that's pretty funny. That's just good dadding right there. Um, so will they be at the show in Toronto or not? Will you put they up? come to the Cameron House one. Okay, okay. You know, I'll ask them not to, but what does that really mean? Yeah, you can't do much. <laughs> you don't know when they're going to pop up. Um, and then you, so you're, 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 you're saying that your mom, who's, they've both been in the industry for a very long time. Uh, obviously she has recommendations or ideas of how you can be, um, operating Zoe Sky Jordan differently, like having a photographer on hand. Right. Yeah. Um, your mom <laughs> seems very active and on top of things as far as her career and the things that she wants to promote and support are right. Yeah. So yeah, like you, you, you aren't 
aren't in that vein? You didn't adapt that from her at all? Or what's the hesitation to kind of jump on the marketing side of things? Um, okay, first of all, noted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is my hesitation? I mean, I thought I was, my show's on my website. Is that on my <laughs> It is, it is. She's, One of them anyways. breaking shows on her website. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, before I even know, bring them to myself. Um, you know, I think it's complicated. I think like there is definitely a part of me that has always done the opposite of what she does. Um, but my mom, my mom is kind of a genius. Like I think people have always, and this is part of what Selfish is about, people have always got my mom has such a big personality she's tall she has she's glamorous she's been mistaken by a drag queen for a drag queen like she's larger than life mm -hmm. and uh so people have always really had opinions about her and reflected them back to me which was so confusing for me as a kid yeah I bet. and that's kind of like in one of the first lines of of selfish i always had like you know moms of kids my age being like what's your mom doing like oh but she's in a place like who's picking you up does that make you sad are you sad that your mom doesn't pick you up i was like well i wasn't but the hell? i don't know is that bad that's crazy anyway um they're jealous so what's that they were definitely jealous i mean there's also a weird thing about so she was like famous yeah. in our city especially in toronto <clears throat> and in Canada especially and but we like were also living in the neighborhood that she grew up in and I was going to a school that she went to so like there was some like really small town vibes where like people have known you you know since you were seven or whatever like had known her since she was a kid and yeah I think there I think there was some some jealousy and especially the fact that she was um writing about being a mom mm -hmm. and I think there's a lot of like pressure on women to like be amazing in every arena. And they saw her excelling professionally, but also talking about being a mom. And I wonder if some of those stay at home moms that had some attitude, which was directed at me, were like, you can't be both. I do the mom thing. Like, you know, I, I think it, I think it was kind of threatening in an environment where like there was too much pressure put on women to excel in every aspect and do it at a calorie deficit and do it, make it look effortless. And, um, anyway, I, I've, I've gone off topic. I have always kind of done the opposite of what my mom has done because she's such a big personality. I sing in a different way, um, whatever, but also she's a legitimate savant. Like she, she studied classical cello at U of T. She like didn't have the, music theory to like do it and like taught it to herself real quick got in like she's just she can learn anything so i think social media and adapting to social media for her she's like i love it like she's been running facebook ads she does she helps my dad with a lot of his stuff and like i hired somebody who's like an amazing professional to do that for this album and my mom's like oh no i i just do it i was like you're in the back end of meta do you know <laughs> how confusing and weird that is. Like, no I, I like it makes perfect sense to me like she just has that kind of brain so she really I can't hold myself to her standard she's a genius what can I say she's a gorgeous genius and uh you know I, I don't measure myself on her yardstick well that's I mean that's a very good thing because then yep. you'd be facing an incredible amount of inauthenticity I believe but yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, it's it's really uh, I've over the last couple of weeks since we knew we were, we were going to get the chance to talk to you, uh, kind of digging deeper into uh, your life and your parents' lives. And it's just a, a quite, quite a fascinating um, dynamic of Canadian musicians growing up in a, under one household. Have there ever been family jams? Yes, but I wasn't really a part of them. <laughs> what were you doing? Ah, like chirping them. <laughs> <laughs> well, goes around. The, maybe that's why your dad's wearing sheriff badges. <laughs> yeah. which, which one yeah, happened yeah, yeah. first? Can't hear the vocals. I, I, I do take after my dad in that kind of like shit disturber 
uh, yeah, kind of like chirping thing. Um, but my, and also like, I like absolutely don't have any music theory. My mom, my dad, my brother, I remember like they, they kind of did all jam and like my brother still, you know, like sings on my parents' records and helps them cool. sort of do stuff. And I'm just completely useless there. Like I couldn't help, you know, I can't use a computer. So no, I, I'm not really part of them, but, but yes, they, they do jam without me. Okay. What do, what, is there ever a chance that you can get in there and we can get like a, an EP or a full length? Oh, you know, we did actually do a Christmas concert. We are yes. Jewish. Yeah. My dad is also like staunchly atheist, but we're Jewishy and had a very Jewish upbringing and, uh, we did, but we did a Christmas show the other year, which was pretty fun. Maybe we'd do it again. Well, Christmas music is a blast. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was it was gorgeous. What did what did I sing? Oh, holy night! Oh. Classics, classics, bangers, oh, yeah. complete bangers. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, you just mentioned about being useless, which I think mm-hmm. is sure. a little extra. But in your album release post, you did thank a number of collaborators and said, "I quote." They never made me feel like an idiot for truly not knowing anything about something I've been doing kind of a long time, end quote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a very moving post for an album release, um, but I'm curious, do you have any examples you're willing to share of things that you, I don't know, blanked on in the writing or recording or producing process? Well, okay. So this this is sort of my journey, trying to be less self-deprecating and also <laughs> in that process, trying to not be afraid to show how confused I am, because I think that also has created a lot of anxiety, like, especially Mm. as a woman, like, I, like, like, I would feel more comfortable, I think, walking into a guitar store if it was like stupid bitch guitar store for stupid bitches. Like, I just feel so (laughs) self-conscious when I go into a a, a a place of gear yep. and um even though i i actually i actually know some stuff you and i to. understand how gain structure works or you know like i i i've been around it for a long time but i have felt really really disempowered because i have taken myself out of the game so many times feeling like i didn't want to show people i didn't want to ask questions mm-hmm. because i just felt like people you know, especially when I was like 19, 20, 21, um, I just felt like people thought I was stupid. And I grew up with like a host of learning disabilities and stuff. So it was just sort of part of my whole like identity to feel confused, I guess. And, and like just afraid to look stupid because in school I was like, I always felt stupid. So um but the but the other thing what that post was really alluding to is like every few years it's so different to release an album like i didn't even really do pr this time because of the way that like the channels are Mm -hmm. and it just feels like not the best use of my money and huge gamble it's a big gamble yep yeah i mean like where do i market this yeah, Who needs I, to... I think podcasts yeah. are like one of the only things people really engage with. Like, I don't know, you guys are obviously hardcore music people, but do you do you like care what like Rolling Stone says? Not nearly as much. And we're both we both come from radio. Um, I'm no longer in radio. Pete is, but not in the form of radio that is promoting new music. Yeah. So as less and less radio stations are promoting new music, then yeah, where are you going to? Well, you're going to podcasts if you want to learn about the actual person. Um, or you're and it's opening not the, Spotify new playlists uh, weekly or whatever. Right. And it's or you're not, digging. It's not the mainstream places like a Rolling Stone or even a Pitchfork per se anymore. It's like I, I know I find smaller blogs of, you know, people that I can relate to, have same musical interests, and I get it. I get stuff from there, but yep. very rarely from the the Rolling Stones of the world, for sure. No, I definitely don't uh, pay too much attention to them, especially after that YouTube debacle. Uh, what YouTube debacle? When they like they said it was the best record of the year or something, and it was just a Yan 
what's his name? Young oh, Winner yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's just he's just friends with anyways, Rolling they... Stone, not worry about them. No. Are you did you did you get into the Rolling Stone? No. Did you try? No. Yeah, exactly. You don't need it. And I'm curious, as, as a new artist, where, where does radio play into it for you? Like, are you, is it something that you would go after? Is it something you'd hope for? Is it just another piece of the pie? Well, I know that um, I, I did do an alternative radio campaign for this album. And, like, it's really been cool. And I've connected with people, I'm, like, all over North America. And, like, those are, you know, the kids who are running those stations or young people who are running those stations, like, they're going to go off and care about music and create yep. things. Yep. And so I, I think that's really cool. Um, and I'm, yeah, I, I love doing that. Um, was that your question? That's pretty close. Yeah. I guess just how important radio is in the whole oh. scheme. Cause again, you've got your online marketing, you're going to be doing this, you're going to be doing that. Where does radio fit into I mean, I don't think I could get played on the radio, like radio, radio, but like specialty alternative yeah. stations. Yeah. Like I, I listen to that. That matters to me. Hi, puppy. Um, <laughs> that matters to me. So, yeah, I, I think that's really cool. But I also think there's something to, especially in L.A., I'm like in my car all the time and I love listening to KCRW. Yep. Like there's just something about. This is like happening. Everybody can hear it. Mm -hmm. We are losing. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, we're losing that. Button. Yeah. What's that? We're losing that brand recognition for radio stations in this country. Like KCRW, KXP is a bit different, but you know what I mean? Everyone knows KXP. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what New York's version is, but like, it's what is M that? M8. No, the <laughs> M83. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it looks like that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But like in Canada, the edge used to be huge in Toronto, but I don't, it's all, I've never seen the edge make the news for their controversial takes in their, during the morning show or right. because they're playing some crazy band that's in town tonight. Been a long time since those days for sure. Yeah. Long time. I really, CKUA is cool. CKUA for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. CKUA. Uh, I mean, CBC radio tends to play some really cool Canadian artists. It seems. Yeah. Um, yeah, it really, it really depends. It's uh, what I'm learning is that the number I've, I don't have the stats, but it does feel like the number of people who uh, invest their time and energy and, and sometimes money in music kind of feels like it's growing less popular. Does that make sense to you? So the, and I've seen some of the statistics on, um, you know, the, so they, we do all kinds of different surveys of what people want to hear on the radio and all that kind of stuff. And new music discovery continues, I think, every year to drop a little bit for radio listeners. Yeah. Which only makes sense because radio there's, fewer and, new there's music. fewer and fewer radio. Like, I mean, that used to be how you discovered new music, but yeah. it's just not anymore. Yeah. So that's not to say that there aren't people out there that still want to, but radio listeners tend to say that's not. And that's why you see so many. And that's like our radio station was one that played new music and flipped to just all classics because that's where the audience is and the advertising dollars. It's just weird because you can listen to classics if, it's like, if you already know what you want to listen to, why wouldn't you just stream it? You yeah. would think you need a DJ on the radio to show you the new stuff, but it's it's flipped. Yeah. So obviously there's something I'm not getting about the format, but like, I, I don't understand why you need predictability on the radio. Yeah. No? Yeah, because yeah. it's all the flip side of that. It's all about familiarity. Right. And that's... That's that's what radio's after. Anyways, major this could be a very you're long setting up major restrictions <laughs> when you you settle on familiarity. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's how it is. But that's why we're here talking to Zoe Sky Jordan, whose new album dropped on April 26th, and is fucking sick. Okay, and we talked about uh, like you're killing the content. So there's another video release for tomorrow, which is like a series yeah. of, oh, I didn't of even songs see that. From, the, from the Great Hall. Oh, yes. right, right, right. Um, which looks like an amazing venue. We'll talk a little bit about the Great Hall. Oh, the Great Hall is it's. It's a Toronto, it's a Queen West classic. It's a beautiful venue. Um, and we filmed it there kind of like still sort of pandemic times. Um, so just, you know, did it without an audience. And I just kind of wanted it to feel filmic and lonely and grand. And um, yeah, had an awesome, awesome band in Toronto. and. Um, this video that's coming out. So we did two that were like sort of more, one is called crazy Two, one's called just fine. 
and that's sort of more like raucous full band and then this next one that's coming out is a ballad it's on the album it's called why it's about uh professional disappointment relationships that don't pan out um and uh yeah it's it's kind of glam Ooh. I do an outfit change oh <laughs> i sit you know if that that tells you anything <laughs> wow yeah. well i'm looking forward to that you said that's tomorrow tomorrow at debuts or is it tonight today today Today, like as in the day we're recording the podcast, or are we yeah. pretending like this is next week <laughs> when the episode releases? It's coming out June 6th. Okay, so this will be out, and we will uh, share it for sure, because I'm looking forward to seeing that. Wait. Is it June 6th or June 7th? I thought maybe I, on the... Seven. I think it said what? the 7th. Either way, <laughs> by the time this is out, it'll be available for anybody to go and watch. And you know what? I'm pretty sure that I posted yesterday that it was coming out today. And in there lies my problem. Like, <laughs> I'm so disorganized. I don't know. You know, I, I think it's, I don't know how much time is passing. Ugh. I love anyway, that, Anyway, whatever, it's getting me out there. I like, I, I, I spend so much time feeling bummed about, like, a spelling. I just, again, I posted another video, and there's, like, a, a spelling mistake in the title of the song. And I was like, you know what? I'm not reposting it. I value my time. I can't. Yeah. I can't go back and spend like another hour. I would actually have to re-record it because I didn't save it without the text. I was like, I just can't. The people are gonna know I can't spell. Know it. Free me. Like I can't. Well, you. Can't. Well, and you grew up. You you were dyslexic, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. The, I am. You you have an out. You're good. Thank you. It's a, it's it's honestly it's amazing. I made it this far. Absolutely. Well, okay. let's talk a little bit about that post because i do i love the song that went with it as well and you especially caught the spelling the, mistake uh, honestly i didn't because i'm the same and people who chastise other people for spelling mistakes fuck you yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. right and especially when you're typing shit and yeah it doesn't it, mistake is in the word it's not a it's not a spelling misunderstanding it's right. not a spelling controversy like i know how it's spelled and I spelt it intermittently wrong in that post. Yeah. I don't know why. This doesn't well, actually, define I do. me. I think I copy and pasted it and I didn't notice. Yeah. I wasn't wearing my glasses, my contacts. Yeah, this so, does like, not define whatever. me. But like, I, yeah, we can't chastise people for a spelling mistake. Yeah. And we should support people who are just spelling incorrectly also. Yeah, 100%. Right, I'm down. So there's a line in that song that you posted that says, it feels un-American when I am not trying to be a competitor. Mm. Mm -hmm. which I as I mean there's so many of your lines as I'm listening going oh that like that you could pull out and things that resonate but that one really resonated with me for sure because there is always like there's just always this need for especially in the U.S. to be number one to be the best country in the whole damn world why can't it just why can't it just be good why isn't it yeah. good enough to just be good it's it's people stuck in a time that was almost a hundred years yeah. ago exactly yeah <laughs> Yeah, I and I think that like this, I'm actually watching an American flag blow in the breeze across Aww. the street at this very moment. Beautiful, um, <laughs> gorgeous. Um, but yeah, like I feel there's work to be done within myself around that kind of like be the best you can be because because of my learning disability from a young age, I was always told like you know, you're good at other stuff. You're good at this. You're, you're creative. Your language is colorful. You love to sing and dance. That's great. Can you spell? No, but like, you're good at other stuff. So I think it kind of always took my, I didn't even try to win, you know, because I was always sort of told like, you're not going to be able to do it in the traditional way. And, um, and I have ADD. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, you're not going to be able to do it in the traditional way, but I do wonder if I kind of like didn't even try because I thought I couldn't do it or I thought the traditional means weren't going to work for me. Um, but at the same time, it's like, who, who are we competing for? And like yeah. to win whose version, who's, who sets the end goal? I'm watching RuPaul's Drag Race at a clip that is honestly nauseating like i'm dreaming of the queens every single night um but what i love among many things about that series is like the mindset of the competitors 
and like you can kind of see how people they're inner saboteur I, or, do you watch drag race no no oh it's wonderful i've heard i many, hope many i only things. i only started in november okay and it's crazy you've been how catching up on like 10 years i was gonna years. say that's a lot of binging right yeah. there's like it's been around for a long time yeah i'm like 15 years behind <laughs> and i but i'm almost caught up it's really it's really disgusting um how much tv i've been watching <laughs> but um, but the but the mindset stuff on that show really, really resonates with me. And it was kind of in my mind as I was writing that song, Competitor, because you see people take themselves out um, because they feel like they just shouldn't try. Somebody's better at them than this other thing. And um, anyway, it's it's just really an interesting psychology, what we what we do ourselves and uh for me, it's going to like take a lot of investigation to figure out why I'm doing the things I'm doing. Is it really out of love or is it really out of fear mm-hmm. that I can't, you know, or that's going to be too complicated? I get so overwhelmed with my email and using my computer and, you know, whatever. So uh, I think it, it takes me out of the game sometimes. And I wish music wasn't so computer focused. Yeah. But it is. It can be tough. Yeah. It can be tough. That's uh, so you, you purposely dumped all that water on your computer. What's that? You purposely dumped all that water on the computer. Honestly, Just for a break. I was like, you're handling this really well. You're not upset. I was like, I'm not upset. <laughs> that thing, and I just got it. Yeah. But I hate it, and and I can't even remember what's on there. Like I'm sort of like, what have I lost? I don't know. I think everything's in Google Drive. Right, wow. right, right. Yeah. That attitude right Good there luck. is winning. That yeah. is a winning attitude. So? Oh, definitely. Uh, is or there any? I just can't remember. You know, like I don't have a. I don't really have a good overview of like. You know where everything is. It might be delusional, but <laughs> um, I'm not upset. Is there any chance you'll be playing other shows north of the border throughout 2023? Yeah. Well, I I did have a show cancel in Calgary. Oh that I'm going to reschedule because I, I couldn't get there. It was the hubris. I was like, I'll fly in, I'll fly out in the middle of winter. Absolutely not. There was, of course, a series of storms that prevented me from getting there. What was that Calgary but, um, show for? Do you remember? Um, It was, yes, it's my friend's series called Breadmaker, huh. um, Madison Krebs. And um, I think the venue kind of changes, but it cool. was the cool night del barber played lucette played there was another artist i think mm-hmm. madison ended up filling in anyway um yeah i'd like to go back and do that um i might play some shows in bc i'm still kind of honestly figuring it out cool so his chances are pretty high chances are high okay yeah. that's exciting just keep an eye on her website yes i will you keep an eye on your website you'll find out when you're coming <laughs> yeah i need to actually look maybe i am i am, I am really. Uh, is there anything else that you're looking forward to or that we should keep our eyes out on over the next uh, few months? Well, it took so long to put this record out that I've also written like another oh, record. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's done so or what? It, it's it's written. Actually, I think I'm going to put out a song um, I just wrote like a week ago in Nashville um, about Jerry Hallowell, um, who is somebody I love. And again, like in in kind of excavating why I am the way I am. Um, when Jerry left the Spice Girls, it broke me. Like I didn't even I didn't even realize it until I watched her documentary on the plane and I had all these like flashbacks. But it happened at a time where I was like a little kid just kind of realizing that childhood was ending. And then and the Spice Girls for my whole like sentient childhood were like the picture of like friendship and like bonds that can't be broken. And then they were broken and they were kind of broken because she was too much. And as a little kid who was so much and was told constantly that I was so extra to see somebody who I saw myself in kind of be like pushed out of the group was really traumatic. And I was like, Ooh, well, I guess I can't be like that. Otherwise everybody hates you. And, um, yeah, it was it was traumatic. So I'm really excited about this song, Jerry, that I don't know when it's going to come out. I might put it out like next week. I, I don't know. I just finished vocals last night. And it's I called know. it's called Jerry. 
Yeah. That's awesome. Did you, the Spice Girls did their shows already? No. So I think they just announced um, reunion shows. Yes. So how many of those would you plan on going to? I mean, like every single one if i <laughs> knew I, I haven't looked at where they are do you know i, I don't know that i don't know that the LA dates show though, i right? would assume i don't know that the dates have been announced yet i think it's just been announced that they're that that it's coming i think actually mel b had posted last week that the announcement was coming soon oh, i don't okay. know if it's happened yet or not but oh my god this is an amazing day <laughs> i love that that would be pretty crazy <laughs> it's funny because i see because uh dre she's so involved in f1 that uh she's at most races or at least every second race, it seems. So she can really? always see Jerry hanging out. Jerry is it? Yeah, because she's oh. married to the guy that runs Red Bull. I didn't yeah. know that. That's didn't cool. That. Yeah, if you watch that, uh, there's a reality show on Netflix called Drive to Survive. Okay. And it's about F1. And she's in it a little bit, but they do spend some time filming on their property in the UK. And it is fucking crazy. Hmm. This is huge. So once yeah. you're done with RuPaul, move on to RuPaul yeah, to Formula F1. One. It's, I like. Okay. One and the same. I think I have about six months left of heavy binging <laughs> on Drag Race, provided there isn't like you know an upcoming thing because of the writer strike, and yeah. then I'll I will F one is next on my list. There you go, just for Jerry. Just for Jerry. <laughs> See what Jerry's been up to for the last ten years or so. <laughs> I love that passion around. The yeah, band. that's amazing. I, and, and you summed up the way like how connected we get to to music and musicians. It's beautiful. Well, and also like. I was born in 91, so Spice Girls were, you know, I was familiar with them probably by the time I was five, four or five. Yeah. And they were massive. Mm -hmm. Like, it was huge. And then, yeah, they broke up, never really heard about them again. But I'm sure that, the, like, the, the amount of pioneering they did in that, that scene was probably, deserves more recognition. I would oh, assume so. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think they're still, like, the biggest selling really? girl all time i mean those metrics are kind of weird considering how yeah sales have tapered off but um I, yeah their influence cannot be overstated and jerry and think, will hear this song oh my god do you think <laughs> i mean we gotta make it happen somehow. it'll happen please please okay so the first line of the song is i was nine which i actually think i was eight but again <laughs> math um I was nine when Jerry left the band. When you hear that, do you think I'm talking about Dead. Jerry Garcia? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but wow. this is the thing. You like, look great for your age if that's the case. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you you could, I mean, this could be a huge, huge marketing play. Because you know how many deadheads there are. You get deadheads oh. listening <laughs> to that song thinking, yeah, thinking it's, about it's about Garcia. I mean, yeah. you could be bringing in a huge chunk. You could be on the festival circuit in two years. And then eventually when it comes out that it's about Jerry, like you actually spell it like G-E-R-I, they'll think yes. it's about, you just say it's a spelling mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've Whoops. laid the groundwork. Laid the groundwork. There it is. Yeah, the I have the receipts. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I'm very excited to hear that song. Thank you. That sounds like a very interesting, just, I wrote this song. It's about this. Let's go make it. Yeah. Let's go make it and put it out. I think that's kind of what I have to do because it was, again, so long. Like this whole record and selfish, like I think that was kind of a big, long, excavative thing for me. So it's cool that it took that long, but I'm just not that kind of person. I'm not, I don't know if you're sensing this. I'm not like really detail oriented. Like I just want to make things that are about this moment. And the beautiful thing about how fast and accessible music is is that you can just freaking put it out so like why and there's not, not many people taking advantage of that yeah like i, I honestly i can only th the rural alberta advantage that's kind of been their mo right write it record it and get it out right away but i don't know anybody else that's doing that well, and why I, wouldn't like i mean labels i guess yeah yeah they want their marketing machine behind it that's, yeah I imagine well that, that's, that's the thing yeah. but i'm unencumbered by a machine yeah so yeah why not you no, know go for it why not you're not yeah why not like you can be an artist and still incorporate some aspects of being a sound soundcloud artist soundcloud yeah like it's yeah. not just soundcloud artists that get to release songs whenever the hell they please yep. yeah it's true i had a, a very wise friend the other year say like we should be treating spotify like instagram like why not yeah it there there really is no wait time 
um, and the algorithm likes you to be releasing constantly. So like, why not? But I think, you know, it's hard. You want to put your best stuff out there, but probably we could all stand to be a little less precious. You know, no, nobody else is being precious. The artists are left here, you know, being like, I want somebody to, to like be looking at this in 60 years and finding like the hidden meaning in it, you know, but like really, I think there's something equally valid to just putting out your thoughts like we do on social media. Some Sometimes being off the cuff, uh, I think your like consciousness can get ahead of you and you don't even realize how profound your like gut reaction is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thinking about legacy like that sounds incredibly dangerous yeah. with such limited time. Like I was just, uh, there's a Taika Waititi interview the other day where He's talking about, you know, he's become quite a famous film director, but at the end of the day, no one's going to even remember his name because none of us can name the guy who directed Casablanca. Truth. And it's considered one of the greatest movies ever. So, yeah, setting your sights on legacy like that could be a big problem. Totally. But, like, yeah. I was going to say, like, have as many... I know that we're all supposed to say that Casablanca is like you know so I've never great. seen it well that's what I'm saying I mean I've seen it I liked it but I you know it's been a while but like more people have maybe seen the Fast and the Furious franchises <laughs> who directs that yeah that's a really good point not Vin Diesel most of those people think I think uh, yeah yeah that is a sad but very good point it is yeah I don't know that's it's going like thinking about legacy like that or or even going back like the the contrarian take like i had it at the beginning of the pandemic you wrote a, an amazing record and i just sat around watching old movies um i mean that was my goal you were like you know what we're, we're gonna be locked down i'm gonna write a killer record and i was like nah, i'm just gonna watch 150 movies i've never <laughs> seen this year and one of them was citizen kane which is from like 1937 something like or some crazy really? maybe it wasn't the 30s maybe it was the. i thought it was no. maybe that in the 30s but made in the 50s oh maybe it was the 50s yeah. it definitely anyways regardless it's old as hell and everyone says it's the greatest i was like oh, i mean it can't be that great because it's so old it was fucking amazing it was amazing so i don't know legacy's a mixed bag i guess well, then I think there's just, again, like about monoculture and being a competitor and like there's so many other metrics to uh, decide what is great and what works, like on what level, you know, mm-hmm. like anyway, it's we're, we're just so connected that to try and like compare all of us is just exhausting and fruitless Mm -hmm. agreed and i think uh that mindset explains why i'm liking this record so much because it is really very i find it very complex and the very deep we said just before you jumped in it's it's an album that you need to listen to multiple times Mm -hmm. both musically and lyrically as well all right it's all kind of relationship stuff but it's it's much deeper than just a surface relationship kind of stuff at all i i think requires a deep dive thank you that's so nice i mean that's really all I want to hear <laughs> is that people are listening to the lyrics and, and care. That's like so cool. Thank you. Well, thank you for hanging out today. Yep. We really appreciate it. We've been looking forward to this one for a few weeks now, so we're glad uh, we could all make some time. Likewise. Um, before, before we go, yep. can I know what's behind you? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, what you can't you know what's behind what, me? what you don't see is just a big green wall. Oh, seriously? That's yeah. very professional. Yeah, oh, we're, we have wow. a killer. You know what? If When you're in Alberta, oh, there's it. Yeah. when you come up into Alberta, you should come here and film on this green screen. Do a song. I would love to. Yeah. Quick quick stop in Red Deer on your way between cities or something. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. into it. Cool. We'll figure it out. Awesome. All right. Well, good luck with these shows coming up, and uh, hopefully we hear about a, an Alberta show or two uh, soon as well. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys listening to the record and all your beautiful thoughts and just having me on it's really nice well thank you we look forward to seeing you in the future bye guys thanks zoe have a great day bye 
The green screen is up. The secret that's, is over. That's it. That's the behind, the behind the curtain for Zoe, and there's what's behind the curtain for us. Unbelievable. Wow. That was a fun talk. She is uh, an amazing person. I love everything about her. Yeah, and I would strongly recommend you check out that record, Selfish, because, uh, yeah, it's just a really, really cool listen. Yeah, really and, cool. And, and deep. Like I say, it's yeah. not just surface relationship stuff. It's You, you can pull a lot Absolutely. Out of it. All right, Peter Michaels. Patrick Bateman. We are here at Communal Creative Studios. If you so care to do so, head to YouTube and search Communal Creative Studios or CCS by Bose. Give us a subscribe on the YouTube channel. Do some liking and following on the uh, yeah. on the socials. Because, yeah, I mean, we try. We it's do. It's tough. Yeah, it's Maybe been we... a slow couple of months. You know what I'm slow saying? slow couple of months. But we got shows coming up, so we got people to talk to. Picking up steam, and if everything goes according to plan, we're here next Wednesday. 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 Wednesday.